0: Hi, everybody, Duke Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Locked On Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your
1: daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Blue Devils Podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. Happy game day to you as Duke football gets set to take on Notre Dame. It's going to be a massive one inside Wallace Wade Stadium for the first time ever. College game day will air this morning live from Durham, and we're going to discuss all of that, the game, and more with our good buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks section 17 podcast on today's show. If you have not done so already, please make sure that you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore blue devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Follow this podcast for free, wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe, leave us a five-star rating and written review. Watch us on YouTube each and every day. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as again, your support just means so much to us here at lockdown blue Devils. So let me bring on my good pal, Josh Cox from Duke football talks, section 17 podcast game day has arrived. Josh, the entire world uh, is going to get a chance to check out this Duke football program. Wow. Here we are, man.
0: It's incredible. Uh, Just to think, think back a month ago, uh, week one, uh, labor day and what all happened that weekend and how much hype there was. And you would think, man, we can't compare to that. Nothing's going to compare to that. Well, This does. And so I I believe arguably this is the most important regular season game potentially in Duke football history. I know some old heads probably have some other games that would rival this, but uh, this is pretty incredible. It's national spotlight. I mean, we thought it was on Duke Labor Day. It's it's on Duke now in a way that it's never been before. And so what an opportunity, right? What an opportunity.
1: Yeah, well, here we are, 4 0 on the season. The Duke football team continues to put up just crazy, impressive numbers on the defensive side of the ball. The offense continues to click and get into rhythm. And uh, I-, I think those big time performances will come. But uh, four games into it, you know, this is a good sample size. We're a third of the way through the year. Like, how would you, I mean, sum up these first four games, if you would, Josh?
0: I mean it couldn't be better. Uh, we, Duke has won all four games by 21 points or more including Clemson. Uh there's not been one game, not one game that's been in doubt past the third quarter uh you know in the fourth quarter. None of them. Uh Duke has won these last 3 weeks after the Clemson game and this little non-conference stretch here. Uh Duke has won the last 3 games handily. They've not even they've not even had to play good football. They've absolutely blown the other teams off the field. And so uh, it's new territory for Duke. Um, they're handling it well. The staff is doing such a good job of keeping these uh, these young men grounded. This program, I believe, is ready to take the next step. And I've never, honestly, I've never been able to say that before. But I believe the program is ready to take the next step. And, and I, I mean that no matter the outcome of today's game. I believe the program is ready to take the next step.
1: So I I do want the world to know. I do check out the comments from our conversations and from Locked On Blue Devils' YouTube channel, and I have had people bring it to my attention that I talk too much about seven points being scored in each game and how that's not replicable after that first Clemson game of the season. And a lot of people are having fun with that this week, Josh, because it's been three of the four of them, and that other game was just 14. I mean, wow, this defense has been amazing.
0: It's, it's been incredible. And, and the 14th, the second touchdown there, I believe it was the Northwestern game, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, was a fourth quarter. We literally had third stringers. We had true freshmen in who were redshirting, you know, those types of things. And yeah. so you almost can't count that one. And then you almost can't count uh, this one, the one at UConn. I mean, it was in the last minute of the game. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, come on, folks. Like, now, all that to say, all that to say, I do believe there's – you know, obviously cause for concern in this week's opponent. I mean, Audric Estime has been absolutely ridiculous. And so I do get what people maybe are saying about, Hey, you know, this coming uh, this coming game here tonight could be different and it could be, Uh, but so far, and that includes the Clemson game, the Duke defense has been up to the task. So we'll just see if they continue to be um, later on tonight.
1: Yeah, talking about this Notre Dame game in particular, we've talked a lot about Sam Hartman this offseason, we being the college football collective as a whole, uh, with him transferring from Wake Forest and now taking o- over as Notre Dame's quarterback. But in so many ways, Estime has been the big storyline. That's their big running back, big bruiser, uh, who's, who's got some of the best numbers in the country so far this season. So uh, definitely yeah. he's, he's going to be atop that scouting report for Tyler Santucci as he uh, coordinates the Duke defense.
0: Yeah, I mean, is only averaging 7.7 7 yards per carry. You know? uh, he's rushed for over 500 yards in the first uh, five games of the season, seven touchdowns. Now, got to be fair, J.J., over on the Duke side, while he doesn't has not rushed for nearly the number of yards, we have a guy in our rotation named Jordan Waters, who in four games has seven touchdowns one game fewer and who is averaging uh, over six and a half yards per carry. So, you know, I mean, I want to give all due respect to Audrick Estime. His numbers are gaudy. That's incredible. Um, But also Duke fans don't sell yourself short, right? Over on our side of the football, we've got a guy doing similar things without the volume that Estime gets.
1: Let's keep talking about this Duke game versus Notre Dame, but we'll continue that conversation after our first time out here on today's episode Of Lockdown Blue Devils. Lockdown Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends at DoorDash. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores that you can choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or will make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them out yourself. And with even more value, you could save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders if you get a Dash Pass membership. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order, 5-0, 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE at checkout. Limited time offer terms apply. Again, that's 50% off. A $20, no minimum subtotal, with zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Don't forget that's code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson, along some of pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. Promote your work, man. A lot of people have been talking about the show this week, checking you guys out. So tell us a little bit about what you got going on.
0: Yeah, we do a weekly uh, podcast uh, there about Duke Football Section 17 podcast. This past week, we had Brady Quinn on to talk Notre Dame, um, and we did a ticket giveaway. So that really helped boost – uh, all things YouTube. Uh, we did, we did the giveaway based upon YouTube comments, and so that was good. Uh, but yeah, we we try to bring uh, bring football content, uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, our website is If you want to check it out, we have a shop there with some random uh, random merch and gear in there. Uh, but yeah, we we have a have a great time. What we do, we're also connected with the Durham Devils Club which is Duke and I uh, Duke's NIL uh, collective. And we bring uh, behind the scenes content there to subscribers, uh, hour long conversations with like Graham Barton, uh, Dwayne Carter, Riley Leonard, et cetera. We've got, uh, we had a bonus episode with Brady Quinn about NIL specifically. He runs uh, Notre Dame's and uh, one of their NIL collectives. And then we have uh, the coordinators coming up during bye week We'll have Santucci and John's for that so a couple of different things we're doing there but we always love being on locked on man I uh, love coming on and love talking uh, football during football season and hey whatever else during yeah. all the other seasons right
1: <laughs> exactly because here we are I mean we're, we're counting down to basketball as well oh, yeah. 37 days away 37 days away from Duke taking on Dartmouth there inside Cameron Indoor Stadium so uh, looking at the football game again coming up tonight between Duke and Notre Dame um, 4-0 on the season, we talk a good bit about those gaudy defensive numbers that the team has had. Duke is scoring a lot of points on the offensive side of things as well. Your assessment of Kevin John's unit through four games, Josh, is what?
0: Um, well, in a very odd way, my assessment is to be determined. Um, Duke has yet to face an opponent, and I, and if I may say – We may not face this opponent until NC state where I believe that Kevin Johns can have full access to the full playbook. And let me explain why in both Notre Dame coming up tonight and Clemson week one, you, those are like extremely physical, overwhelming defenses, right? So you don't, you don't utilize your full playbook there. You're not going to see Duke fans. You're not going to see a lot of down the field. It just not doesn't make sense, right? Then, so so that's one reason. The second reason is Lafayette, Northwestern, and UConn turned into blowout games, and so you don't you don't throw your whole arsenal out in those games either. By halftime, you're turning around and pretty much handing the ball off, and so at the end of the day, um. I am very confident in Kevin Johns in this offense because Duke is 4-0 and heading into this Notre Dame game without, I believe, without tapping in to what this offense can really be. And so I'm actually holding off uh, to really see that NC State game uh, uh, kind of more of a comparable opponent to Duke. Um, I think we're we're better, but, but you know what I mean. You get what I'm saying. Um, so I, I'm really interested to see now. We could see it in this Notre Dame game. We could see, you know, maybe we open the playbook up a little bit more. But at the end of the day, I love what their offense is. I love what their offensive line is. The running back room, the run setting up the pass. Uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I, I'm I am pleased, and I'm I'm eager to see what it looks like tonight and in the NC State game.
1: So many ways you look at the games that Duke is playing this season. And and in some regards, we would think that the offensive counting stats would be much better, but it's been in situations where the offense hasn't had to be out there for the entire game. Right. Because the, the rushing numbers, I'm pretty impressed with Josh, but uh, I think some of those passing stats to your point, not opening up the full playbook, but also like there hasn't really been the biggest need to throw the football and, uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's just uh, – you and I love the we, – we talked before the season started. Like, we wanted to pad the stats a little bit for our guy Riley Leonard and whatnot, and there just really hasn't been the need or or too many opportunities to do that so far. Because if people were just to, like, look at his numbers, like – Right. Not that crazy.
0: Right. But obviously we know this, scouts for the next level look beyond the numbers, um, and so he's fine on that sense. Right. Um, and, I, and if you ask Coach Elko – He'll just very matter of factly say, "Why would we pass the ball if we can turn around and hand the ball off? Like if that's effective, you know." And I know, I know, in the UConn game, we threw the ball quite a bit. And if if fans want to see, I mean, what Riley went twelve for twelve, and then he went like fifteen for twenty, I think. Uh, and those those two games uh, combined, I think Northwestern and um, and UConn. So I mean, he's looked fine, um, and he, I think he did that in the UConn game. I believe he did that with with even a cut on his throwing hand uh, on one of his fingers. It looked like maybe his pinky finger. So I, I think Riley's doing great. I think Riley just needs to continue doing what he's doing. And I will promise you this: number thirteen for Duke, that captain quarterback. He does not care about his numbers. At the end of the day, if if Duke wins with Jordan Waters. And Jock Moore scoring the rest of the touchdowns for the rest of the season, Ryan Leonard will be a happy man. I promise you that.
1: Let's get some numbers tonight, though. You know, like I agree. <laughs> let's uh let us dial them up and, and let's put together some good numbers for this game here against the fighting Irish uh through the passing game. What do you say?
0: I I'd love to see it. I would love to see it. And I believe we have the speed in the wide receiver room to get Uh, to get some separation there. And I think obviously Nikki Dalmolin's got the speed and athleticism at tight end to get some separation, which we saw that in the UConn game as well.
1: All right, let's take our next break. It's our final one of the show. And then we'll wrap up our conversation on the other side here on today's episode of lockdown blue devils. Lockdown blue devils is brought to you by our friends over at Jace medical. It's the Jace case that we love to talk to you about. It provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment-related questions, doctor-created, doctor-recommended. The Jace case is absolutely something that you need to check out. You can go online, fill out a form, get a prescription, life-saving medications, right to your door. It gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication, in an emergency, get $20 off those life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using our code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at checkout on jacemedical.com. That is J-A-S-E-Medical.com. $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at checkout, jacemedical.com, again, jase Medical. Jace Medical is a proud sponsor of Locked On Blue Devils. (laughs) Final a few moments here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. JJ Jackson alongside my pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. All right, man. Duke and Notre Dame, big time game coming up here tonight. A lot of eyes once again on uh, Mike Elko. We haven't really told his story so much in regards to this game. But, uh, man, we absolutely adore the Duke football head coach. But now the entire country's talking a little bit more about him. And we know that camera crew is going to get a lot of shots of Mr. Elko walking up and down the sidelines in tonight's game.
0: Uh, certainly. And, I mean, you have the storyline here of uh, you know a former Notre Dame assistant, uh, obviously under Brian Kelly, different head coach, but still uh, he's very familiar with the Notre Dame program. They're very familiar with him. Uh, you have even the player connectivity with Jamie on Franklin um, and that, and that storyline, which is yeah. you know well-documented on the Duke side for sure. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, we're seeing the ever growing popularity of Mike Elko, uh, you know, Duke fans better get ready for this. We're seeing his name in every major coaching search that's going to come. They're going to have his name in it. it. just is what it is. Uh, that's part of the game. And so, um, yeah, this is going to be a great night for him personally. Um, you know, he, let, let, let's be honest. While he's probably not focused a ton on this, for his brand, the Duke brand, uh, his personal brand, um, you know, people are seeing that this guy is legitimately – Um, A high-level head coach, and and just to highlight that, the difference between a high-level coordinator, you know, and a high-level head coach. The head coach is the CEO of the entire program, yeah. Right, like you know what what people don't know that don't if if you don't know, you know, it just is what it is. But like this weekend, that Notre Dame football game is important. But what people don't know is the number of alumni that are going to be on campus, and those meetings that take place, you know, at ten o'clock in the morning, uh, in some in some banquet room on campus somewhere, where there's potential uh, new donors, or there's you know there's recruits. There's a five star tight end recruit who's a five star basketball recruit as well, who's going to be on campus this Saturday. So when you have that you're more it's more than just the Xs and Os of the offense or the defense. Mike Elko is in charge of this entire brand. And so there's a lot going on on games like this. A lot of people in town. He has a lot to juggle and then if he can also put together an incredible game plan to win the football game Man, I mean, what more, do you, what more could you ask for?
1: Yeah, 17 games into this thing, he's 13-4 and four as the Duke football head coach. We, we knew that if success comes at a football program like Duke, other schools will come calling, and here we are this quickly. We know that that's going to be the case uh, for Coach Alco. Got to enjoy this season. Obviously, there's still a lot to play for undefeated. I mean, why are we talking as much about that? It's just that is more of the conversation that you will yeah. see – amongst the larger college football crowd because Duke's just not used to being in this position before. Two and five, all-time versus Notre Dame, right? So there hasn't been like these big wins over the Fighting Irish, so to speak. And and now everybody, for for the first time ever, college game day is in town. A lot of people, for the first time ever, are making Duke football a part of their conversation. And you immediately think, well, who's that head coach leading the way that's making us do this?
0: Correct. And, and once again, you can't, as a Duke fan, you can't get upset with that. You can't be threatened by that. I mean, uh, when, when, the, when Duke and David Cutcliffe parted ways and the search began for a new head coach, what is going on right now is exactly the best case scenario for what you would have asked for in a new coach, right? So you can't want that to happen and then be frustrated when the natural results of that, you know, began taking place. And so all that to say, and I'm not going to act like that. Me and Mike Elko go have coffee every morning. Okay. Or anything like that. But I spend a decent, uh, once a week I'm, I'm, I'm around him at his presser. And I, I hear what he talks about before and after and those types of things. And I, I you know, I, I'm not here to speak for anybody, but I would say that, that he's building something here at Duke. And I think, I don't think the job is anywhere close to being finished for what yeah. he wants to build here at Duke. And that's all I can say. I believe he has a plan. I believe he has goals. I don't believe he's anywhere close to meeting those goals yet. And so, by way of encouragement to my scared, frightened football fans, I would say Coach Elk has unfinished business at Duke, for sure.
1: All right, let's take a brief second, because, again, you're taking us back to the end of the Cutcliffe era. Yep. What in the world would it have looked like if Jason Garrett had have been the guy, right, that was involved, or Tony Elliott? Yep. Okay, that was enough trying to think about that. We're excited. We're excited that uh, Elko is leading the way for this team. So, Josh, just final thoughts. What's it going to take for Duke to walk away with the win tonight against Notre Dame? Is it starting fast? Is it the defense? I mean, what what are kind of those big things that you think are going to be really important given what we've seen from Duke this season?
0: Well, first of all, depending on when you see this – You know, game day will have already happened potentially. I think it's super cool. Dr. Ken is going to be on game day. I'm really looking forward to seeing like him and Pat McAfee maybe do interact there, like two really funny guys. Um, So uh, I think game day being here is really awesome. Love that it's Dr. Ken. Love that it's not a uh, basketball-related player. Love that college game day is in front of the chapel and not in Kayville. I just, I think Duke has been really, really good. They've made really solid decisions, so number one. Number two, what's it going to take for Duke to win? Um, number one, you've got to figure out a way to slow down estimate. I had a conversation with Brady Quinn, and I asked him, how do you slow down this running attack? And his only answer, and I I mean, I agree, well, what do you say when a guy's rushing for 500 yards in five games and seven touchdowns? But he said, you've got to get him before he gets his head of steam. So it's going to be important that, that interior defensive line, Jamion Franklin, Dwayne Carter, Aeneas Peebles and friends, get get some pursuit up the middle. Uh, maybe maybe he doesn't get his head of steam. Uh, even if they can't, maybe get a tackle for loss. If they can at least uh, slow him down and not let him get ahead of steam, hitting the linebackers um, at the end of the day. So I think Duke's got to stop the run. Um, second thing, Duke is Duke cannot have uh, long stretches more than a drive. Uh, of, of like three and outs. Duke's got to sustain <clears throat> possessions. If they have a three and out here or there, I get it. You can't double up on three and outs uh, for and, and win this game. And then I believe something's got to happen in Duke's favor. Um, and I don't know what that is. Maybe yeah. it's a, a turnover on special teams, you know, a fumble. Uh, maybe it's a, you know, maybe it's an interception, you know, in the red zone, something, something fortunate. Because, listen, this Notre Dame team, Different than Notre Dame teams previously. This is a fast athletic and also still big and strong Notre Dame team. Um, this is a team who who won. They won every battle on that field last week against Ohio State and and lost the game. But they won all of the like small battles. And so this is a really good team. Um Duke's gotta have some fortune, but I think Duke can I do absolutely think Duke can win this game. Listen, you cannot you could not have watched that game on Labor Day against Clemson and the way Duke handled their business. You cannot watch that game on Labor Day and then say Duke has no shot. You have to watch that game on Labor Day and say no matter who Duke's playing, Duke has a shot.
1: Let's do it. Let's have some fun. Tonight, ABC Primetime Kickoff, Duke and Notre Dame from Wallace Wade Stadium. Go have fun, Josh. Enjoy the festivities uh, throughout this entire exciting weekend for Duke football and we'll talk to you again next week to recap it all okay
0: sounds good JJ have a great one man
1: all right that's Josh Cox from Duke football talk section 17 podcast joining us here on the show today let's go get it done today Duke excited to see how this game plays out that'll do it for our show here today we're back with you again coming up on Monday my name is JJ Jackson thank you and good day